I think you got on one time and it was like 97 messages. Yeah. Wasn't it something and like... now, Mundane Faithfulness like presents in partnership with South so Park Crawl Space Records, <laughs> the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast. Faithfulness Podcast, where friends of Kara Tippett's gather to discuss issues of community, grace, hardship, and the gospel. I am your host, Blythe Hunt, and today with me is Jill Butine, and we are finishing the series on her book, Just Show Up, that she co-wrote with Kara. And we have some uh, close friends with us today that we wanted to discuss what it meant to show up for Kara during that time with her. Ladies, if you could go around and Introduce yourself, say your name, and who you are, please. And Shelly, we'll start with you. I'm Shelly Costin, and I'm the one who adopted from Africa. I'm Justine, and I'm the one who uh, helps care for the Tippett's kids now. I'm Jill, and I wrote a book with Kara. I'm Heather, and I gave Kara my dress, and it was called The Grace Dress. I'm Christy Ross, and I am actually the true... Best friend to Kara. <laughs> <laughs> so you think. <laughs> okay, so I think a lot of people have watched us and watched this friendship develop between all of us, and maybe they wonder, is this for real? You guys really like each other? And do you still like each other? What's happened since... Uh, Kara passed away. So tell them, is it true? I mean, do we just fight all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Not until Christy just said she was yeah. Kara's true. <laughs> yeah, they wrestled, but we just took that out. <laughs> we do really like each other a lot. I think all of us like each other. We don't spend as much time together as we used to before mm-hmm. Kara died. And mm-hmm. that makes me sad hard she was she was a gatherer and she really pulled a lot of us together some of us knew each other from outside of Kara from school or church Mm -hmm. and then some of us really only met through her through Kara yeah Yeah. and we were grandfathered into relationships so we didn't have to worry about you know the small talk or figuring out if the other person was trustworthy we knew because Kara loved each one of us so when I became friends with each of you I knew I could trust you and I knew that we would be good friends just because Kara had done all the hard work yeah, she True. was great at picking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one has taken her place in that way to gather us together, mm-hmm. and nobody could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think we all know that nobody could, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah, Because no one will lie like Kara lied. Like, <laughs> hey, come over tomorrow morning, and then you show up, and there's like 10 other people there. Yeah. And you're the person who's like, do I go in? Do I not go in? I thought this was like a just me. There's and everybody else brought food and coffee and bagels, and you didn't bring anything. Uh, so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there that happened to me more than once. Then one time there was a camera there. Oh, that yes. happened. Oh, yes. Yeah. A oh, video camera, happened. like documentary yes. camera. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, or, or a film camera. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Either one. Yes. No, yeah, it was a documentary sure. camera. And I walked in that morning already very raw, not realizing who all would be there or that the camera would be there. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think any of us knew. Walked in the front door and started sobbing to Jill about something. Turned the corner, and there's a camera. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, oh, gosh. And he was right on you. If she didn't have cancer. Oh, it was right on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll make up some lies. Mm -hmm. Get y'all to my house. What did Kara call it? Reasons to gather? RTG? Or is that a Mickey? That was a Mickey Mm, phrase. Yeah, Yeah. but it's so perfect. It is. Tell us about the moment you knew you loved Kara. That's easy. That's Mm. an easy one for me. We had just come back to the school that that my husband and I graduated from, and I was not looking to make friends. I'd had a rough year, and I thought, I'm just going to keep to myself, and and we're going to have a great year, but I'm I'm not here to make friends. And Kara sought me out like she did to all of us, I think, and said, um, tell me your story. I was like, no, I, I don't want anybody to know my story. This is a fresh start for me, and I get to pretend that I have a, a happy, easy past. I don't want to tell you the story. And then I found out she was a pastor's wife, so I thought, oh, well, she doesn't have a story. Mm-hmm. She couldn't possibly. And um, she said, you can't tell me anything that surprises me. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I love her. <laughs> I love her. Mm-hmm. It was easy. I remember that being you. You guys meeting it was her just opening her heart to you. Oh yeah, and accepting you, and you feeling completely vulnerable and loved. Yep, yep. She definitely had a gift mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. people feel mm-hmm. at ease. I think yeah. even readers felt at ease immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, with her. totally. Yeah, I had so many friends um, that read the blog feel like they felt like they could be just who they were mm-hmm. by what she said, mm-hmm. just even in her blog. Mm-hmm. They didn't know her, of course, never personally met her, but just felt like she was so real. Mm-hmm. And even some some friends that um, would not call themselves Christians just felt like they could identify with her mm-hmm. because she was so mm-hmm. um, vulnerable and honest and, and not, um, you know, Pretentious. Yeah, pretentious, mm-hmm. feeling like she had to be somebody who she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great gift of hers. While I'm talking, I'll just say that um, I knew I loved Karen. I wrote this in my my blog post on her, on Mundane Faithfulness, that um, it was when um, Corey McClure had invited us over for prayer, and we prayed for our husbands. And um, it was really just listening to her heart when she was talking to Jesus. And I was so attracted to her um real honest love for Jason. And um, I knew that I wanted to be as close as possible to her just because I knew she would be a good example for me and somebody that I could um, hear from and um, learn from about how better to love my husband. And that was it. I knew it. I wanted to be around her as much as possible after that. Mm. When, um, as Shelly said, Shelly is... Um, my was my good friend and the one who introduced me to Kara. And when I saw the connection between the two and the way that Kara just uh, so unconditionally loved and pursued Shelly, um, I was so grateful. And I immediately knew I loved her, but also knew that Kara didn't need any more friends. So knew that I was the support to Kara's support for a while. And just, um, I just loved watching her be the wife she was, the mother she was, the friend she was. Um, I loved watching her reach people on the blog that I knew 
who had never met her. Um, and then, of course, fell even more in love with her. She eventually pulled me in. She really was who she was on the blog. And that was so impressive. Mm-hmm. On a more serious note, I think I knew I loved Kara when she was just super sarcastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm trying to think of a moment, and I I don't know. I think I made a crack to her about something, and she kind of gave me this look, and then she was, like, laughing, and I thought, okay. You guys really did We're bond be friends. over your sarcasm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you are sarcastic like I am, you have to tread carefully around certain people. Yeah, I don't want to hurt feelings, and I try to be pretty obvious when I'm joking or teasing. But with her, it was just easy. I did not have to watch what I said. She was just, like, right there with me. She hated unkind sarcasm, and mm-hmm. you were not cruel or unkind mm-hmm. or well, good, in that way. You. No, you're, it's always funny in hey, a sweet and sarcastic no. way, and she did love that. She loved that. I remember a moment Shelly and I were sitting in her kitchen— and I had just started to get to know her, and she said something about, oh, I hate sarcasm. And both Shelly and I looked at <laughs> oh, each no. other and thought, oh, how are we even in her kitchen? <laughs> the most true. sarcastic people on the what planet. What did that mean? What did she but then she, Well, then she explained, oh, okay. no, no, I don't like cruel sarcasm. Because oh, yeah. I do. I also looked at her like, wait, what? There's meanness involved. She was No part of that. Yeah. First thing I thought, is she being sarcastic? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, love for Kara was also very spiritual mm. in that um, <laughs> I loved her. Kara took me to my first estate sale, and I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. Nice. She made me buy stuff that <laughs> you didn't need. I didn't need, but I have to this day, and I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. This funny rooster lamp that I looked on eBay later, and it was worth a lot of money. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm hooked. Bought some stuff at an auction yesterday. I love that. Shared it with Christy. (laughs) Yep. She would be very proud of that. She would. Especially because it was five bucks. Yeah, and she was the one that got me dumpster diving. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was sitting with her at the ECA playground, and behind us, that house, they were taking everything out, and there was one of those huge dumpsters, dumpsters out front. And she interrupted a conversation to say, they just threw out a huge frame. I'm dying. You should go get it. And so I went and oh, got that frame gosh. and have it in my house right now. She had a great eye. We, I actually came across her blog on Time Hop that she wrote, I think, two years ago. And she and I were had a little booth at one of the antique malls. Mm-hmm. And she said something about how, you know, Shelly loves all things Frenchy and white and beautiful. And I love, like, rusty metal Mm-hmm. junk that you probably need to get a tetanus shot to handle. I remember that. And it was true. So I was putting all this kind of frilly, girly stuff in this booth, and she was picking out these, like, weird metal boxes at Goodwill or, you know, dumpster diving or whatever. I was like, Kara, this stuff's kind of junky. I mean, I don't know. And I'm I'm telling you, that stuff flew out of that booth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was nothing. And all my pretty, frilly, Frenchy things were left behind. <laughs> it was so cool, though. I thought, okay, keep buying your rusty junk. People love it. They love it. It's funny. <laughs> I think Jason said that about her on a blog or at some point. He said something about the she loved all rusty things that yes. needed attention. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew that I loved Kara the first night that we met her. We went to dinner um, with some mutual friends, and they had invited Jason and Kara. 
And then somehow they all ended up at our house afterward and stayed until late. And on the way home, Kara started texting me how much she loved my husband Aaron's love for me, that she was crying because of how much he loved me. And I know that everybody's love story is special and sacred to them, but um, mine really is beautiful. And I love it so much. And for her to have recognized that in just one evening meant so much to me. And then um, her love for Vaughn, because we don't have family here, and she loved him as though he were her nephew and she was his godmother and she just loved my children so well. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we needed in that season Mm -hmm. so much. Did you guys think that this community would turn out like it did? Have you ever, I guess my first question would be more, have you ever done this with anyone before? Maybe not walked someone who actually passed away like Kara walked with someone like that, but Have you walked with a friend through cancer or something super hard? Have you ever done this before? I would say yes. I would say yes. I had walked um, through some hard with a girlfriend. And I would say in a very, um, in in a miniature way, it was the same thing that us girlfriends gathered around her and listened and loved on her and supported um, her and... Um, it was a beautiful thing. And then what happened with Kara was that it was the the very same thing, only, you know, bigger. I mean, everybody, it was on, it was on for everybody to see. And, um, and so I think that's the beauty of what happened with Kara is that does happen. It's rare. It does happen when, when you have a community and you have friends that you can trust. And so I think the, the gift that Kara gave us is, um, to be so vulnerable in her heartache and her loss and her suffering so that the world can see what it can look like and the beauty that it can be and um, how we can all grow from it and to teach all of us how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know what, that mm-hmm. was one of the best legacies that she left us. Kara's story was so unique in in gathering us and most people who are walking through hard are not open and vulnerable in the way that she was. And I don't know that we'll ever come across anyone that was as open and vulnerable in her um, suffering as she was. So I've walked through things with friends before, but not in a way where I knew how to show up or um, where they were open enough to allow their community to show up. Or, you know, I think that's the uniqueness in Kara's story is that while she was doing this for the first time, having to allow people in. She was teaching us how to do that. And I love what you said about her teaching now far outside of our circle or our immediate community, teaching people how it can look Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't have to be isolating and Mm -hmm. um, lonely. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that she taught us that. Um, And it's still a struggle, I think, for all of us to, we all have hard things, but to allow people to show up for us. That is the stinking hardest thing. Mm -hmm. And she was so good at it. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think she was good at it in the beginning or do you think she made a choice to be good at it? I think it came more naturally to her than maybe other people because she's such an extrovert. Mm -hmm. So um, 
Like I was telling someone the other day that when I allow somebody to just show up for me, it's very difficult, not just because it's humbling, but because I'm such an introvert that the social interaction I have to engage while they're at my house loving on me is hard for me. Not that I don't love that person, but it adds a depth of difficulty for me as I'm trying to allow someone to love me. And she was such an extrovert that I think that at the beginning, she was able to set some really great patterns for allowing us to walk that journey with her and just show up because she loved us so much and she loved socializing and having a party in her bed or Mm -hmm. at the hospital, whatever it was. I think Kara's story, too, affirms people like Justine who are like showing up all the time for all kinds of people, but it gives it a title because... I mean, she's just doing what she naturally does right? and might sometimes wonder, am I doing what God wants me to do in my life? But then when you name it something and there's a book titled, just <laughs> yes. show up, it could have Justine's name underneath, it, like I as the subtitle. Could. So I, th- I think, and I think it's um, an affirmation for people Absolutely. who sh- do show up in little ways for people that don't write blogs. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then for those of us who aren't the showing up people or maybe haven't been in the past, hopefully it's encourages us that the little things matter. Yeah. Right. Totally. You know, even if we're not a Justine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I will say, so I started as the support to Kara's support. And since the showing up that has happened then for me as I have shown up has been beautiful too mm-hmm. from... Mm-hmm my friends who aren't in this group, and then from you all, um, whether if it's the form of a meal or a hug or a text, um, has been just really beautiful. And I think um, Kara, Kara was so sure and so um, filled with the gospel that it oozed out in every part of her life. And I think she really made it easy to show up. Mm -hmm. She was okay with us failing when we, when, and, and engaged us. She helped us through that. Um, I had made such a mess of group friendships before this group um, that I was so scared. I was so, um, I had no confidence in my ability to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And she and all of you were so gracious, but I think that is because you guys get the gospel. Since then, I have learned what that can look like in other situations. Um, I mean, you girls here know yesterday, I just had a situation with a friend that I um, was grateful that I have walked this with Kara and I know kind of what the showing up can look like. It doesn't um, scare me like it used to. Right. The, uncomfortable or hard questions, the rawness of situations that are just heartbreaking don't scare me to engage. So Mm -hmm. I am grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And I know that as I engage people who are hurting around me, I've got a team behind me that God has set up to hold me up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful. Um, I feel like our relationship with Kara, everything we went through with Kara really taught us how to show up and how to be good friends. And we kind of feel like we've got this. My, my one friend had a, um, uh, a breast cancer scare, um, 
a year or so ago. And I remember, and this was in the heat of Kara going through, I think getting done with chemo or whatever it was. And, um, and I remember thinking like, okay, I really hope that this isn't going to happen for my friend, but I feel like I know what to do. Somehow making it feel like that would make it better. But mm-hmm. regardless, the, the fact that you can feel like you know how to be there for somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I would just also say, Jill, with your book, Just Show Up, and Kara's book, Just Show Up, I, um, I'm so thankful that it's spelled out so well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like as much as I learned going through this with Kara, I feel like I learned that much more reading through the book and all of the all of the chapters dedicated to how you can best show up, I feel like are so practical, mm-hmm. so helpful. And um, we're all better for it. Yeah. Thank you. And I feel like, you know, what you're going through right now, Justine, and the hardship that you're going through right now, I mean, I feel like you could just read the book again with fresh eyes and get so much more out of it. And it's just going to be really helpful for a lot of us. Mm, absolutely. So I think people listening, they want this. They've expressed it. A lot of people that are readers of the blog will comment in, I want someone to show up for me. Or I want this kind of community and friendship. What would you guys say to them? How do people get this? How do they grow this, these kind of friendships? I I think the way to grow these kind of friendships really would be to be the kind of friend that you're wanting. Um, it takes a lot of selflessness. It takes a lot of apologizing. <laughs> it takes a lot of humility. Um, and I think not being afraid to engage. What do you say to the people who are afraid to engage? So I think that's so much of it, don't you guys think? That yeah. people are worried they're going to get hurt and... Mm, they might get hurt. They will get hurt. Mm-hmm. They will you get will hurt. get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Jen saying to me one day something to the effect of, friend, I'm going to fail you. You are going to fail me. We're going to walk this friendship together, committed to each other, and we're going to live out the gospel because that's what we're called to do. That really has been wow. what we've done. And we just know that we're going to fail each other and that we've got to come to each other in those moments where we hurt. Mm-hmm. and extend forgiveness, extend grace, mm-hmm. because that's what's been extended to us. And Kara did that beautifully. She always pointed back to Jesus, mm-hmm. always. She was not afraid of being truthful. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very honest about when she was hurt, and she was very honest about things that she felt like, um, well, just that, things that, that hurt her. And... But she never did it in a way of wanting to break up mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. She did it to the point so that that relationship could grow and be stronger. And that was a very wonderful strength of hers. Another strength that I would encourage people that want that kind of community is that whole dying to your self-sufficiency that she had to really die to. And I know that was hard for her, but I think that's, you have to. If you want to create, um, if you are the person that's going through a hard time and suffering and tragedy, you have to be willing to let people come in and help you. And you have to be willing to um, need people. 
And I don't think that that was easy for Kara in the beginning, but I feel like she she grew in that that way so much. You have been listening to the Mundane Faithfulness Podcast with Blythe Hunt, an official production of the Mundane Faithfulness blog. You can find us on the web at mundanefaithfulness.com or on Facebook at mundanefaithfulness.com slash community. Subscribe now to hear the weekly podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcasting application. Help us spread the word. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please go to iTunes and leave a review. Thank you for supporting the Mundane Faithfulness community.